So much has happened in this year of 2020. It's really kind of hard to wrap our heads around it. You know, we've been dealing with the coronavirus since sometime in March, when it really came to roost here in the United States. And dealing with the closing down of the businesses and the closing down of churches for a period of time. And even for us Catholics, a dispensation from our obligation to attend Sunday Mass because of this virus and all the havoc it has wreaked on us. And in these last weeks, there's also been a spotlight on a very difficult problem in our world, that of racial prejudice and inequality for all people. And I think we're all kind of reeling from all the events that have happened in these last few weeks. I know I am dealing with a lot of stress, just feeling that tension all the time, not sleeping well at night, fear, being afraid, being afraid to go out. What does this all mean? And I've been spending some time this week in, in thinking about this and praying about this, thinking about our world and kind of where we are right now in this year of 2020. And I'm wondering if God is calling us to correct our vision a little bit. I'd like to give all of us a lesson this afternoon in racial prejudice through the eyes of a six-year-old child. And that six-year-old child is my granddaughter, Zariah. Zariah's father is black. My daughter, Erin, is white. So Zariah is biracial. And Zariah has grown up in a very loving family and has never really known that she was different in any way. She never felt that difference. And that all changed for her last weekend. That innocence that she's had for these first six years was taken away from her very quickly. She was at her father's home spending the weekend and my daughter went to pick her up and they all went to a park in Minneapolis. And a man showed up there, and he saw uh, Zariah's father, and he saw my granddaughter, and saw her brother. And he got very angry. And he started shouting and screaming and threatening and using some very inappropriate racial slurs. My granddaughter was terrified, literally terrified. She began to sob uncontrollably. Her body was shaking, and her nose even began to bleed. That's how terrified she was of this man. And fortunately, nothing further happened. Her father was able to kind of settle this man down, and they were able to leave the park. But Zariah had no frame of reference for what she had experienced. She had no way to understand that. That man saw something in my granddaughter that incited him to rage. Why? What I've learned in my life is that most often what's behind any kind of a prejudice that we might have is fear. It's fear. 
not understanding someone, not quite sure, and we become afraid. And oftentimes that comes out in that rage that we see. Zariah will never be the same because of what she's experienced. She experienced last weekend what many people of color experience regularly in their lives, every day. Maybe God is calling you and I to correct our vision. A couple weeks ago, I was blessed to be able to participate in a peaceful protest with the clergy of the archdiocese and many of our black clergy, both in Minneapolis and in St. Paul. And there were two marches, one in Minneapolis uh, at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and then there was one in St. Paul a little later in the afternoon. And I was able to go to both of those, and they were beautiful, beautiful to be part of that. And as we finished the march in St. Paul, and I turned to start heading toward my car, of course I had my clerics on, this older black man came up to me, approached me, and he noticed that I had a clerical collar on, and he said, are you a, a minister? And I said, yes. And he started talking to me right away. And he said, you know what I think? I think that if everybody just took what they needed, you know, just, just had what they needed, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't the world be a better place? People weren't kind of trying to get more than what they needed to have. And in a very short amount of time, he began to tell me his life story. He had committed a homicide, and he did a lot of time in prison, 20 years in prison. He's been out for six years. And I said, oh, I said, you know, I minister to people in, in corrections. I go into correctional facilities. And he stopped, and he looked up, and he said, praise the Lord. I've always wanted to go into one of those facilities and talk to those young men so I can correct their vision, so I can help them to see that there's something more than being behind bars, that there's something more for them in their life. So what can we do? What can we do? There's a beautiful song, and, and we've heard it here many times. Uh, David has, has played it many times, and we've sung it together. It's called Change My Heart, O God. And I'd invite you to sing with me, but I can't, so I've got to do it all by myself, all right? Change my heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O Isn't that a beautiful prayer? In our gospel story today, we hear Jesus say, Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? And yet, not one of them falls to the ground without your heavenly Father knowing it. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. In our prayer this week, let's ask God 
to help us to see where those blind spots are. We all have them. It's not our fault. Places where we have had wrong and incorrect vision of our brothers and sisters. Let's pray that God would help to heal those wounds so that we can be a source of healing for others in this world. And let's pray that God would teach us to love as he loves. I want to close by offering a challenge to myself and to everyone here this afternoon. I want to invite you to consider doing something this week that makes you feel uncomfortable. Maybe that's approaching someone that you've never met and just greeting them or striking up a conversation. Maybe it's driving through one of the neighborhoods that has been affected by the violence and the strife. Maybe it's reaching out to help someone who's homeless or in need. And in that moment of discomfort, God is going to stretch your heart and stretch my heart and help us to grow and correct some of that vision that needs to be corrected. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, may I be like you. May God bless you.